Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. As always, we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture comes from the book of Luke, chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angel of God over one sinner that repenteth. We're going to stop right there, Lord willing. Next week, we'll pick back up with the next parable, and that is the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son, a very familiar passage in the Bible. And these three do go together, but we're going to start out first with these two, the the lost sheep and the lost shepherd and as we look at these parables it's important that we realize why jesus spake these parables and as spurgeon would say it's hung on the front door if we look the bible says that then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him the tax collectors the sinners and the pharisees and the scribes murmured saying this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them first off we want to look at jesus's welcoming program first timothy 1 15 paul said this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom i am chief in luke 19 10 jesus said for the son of man is to come to seek and to save that which was lost here we see the pharisees they are complaining because Jesus is receiving sinners and he is eating with them. He's not only being nice to them, he's not only kind, being kind or being cordial, but he is sitting down, he is having a meal, he is welcoming them to come to them. And we see the Pharisees did not like that. The idea that Jesus would seek a sinner was new to the Pharisees. They called people who did not keep the law people of the land. They thought that no righteousness, their their so-called, their so-thought righteousness. They thought that they needed to be clean. They needed to make sure that they stayed separate. They would not have no contact. They would not have no financial dealings. They would not have anything to do with sinners. Those that they looked down upon, they looked down upon those that were below them. They thought that they were the keepers of the law. If they had been honest with themselves, they would have realized that no man can keep the law. The law points to our unrighteousness, it points to our unworthiness, to our need for a savior. But instead they had got full of themselves, they got full up with pride, and they felt like that they were the good. They felt like they were the righteous and that they 
had a right to tell Jesus what he should do. They felt like that he should not eat with these. They felt like he was defiling himself. But this new ideal, this pursuit, point number one, the pursuit of the shepherd here, we see they could not understand why Jesus would receive sinners. Instead of there will be joy in heaven over one sinner that repents, they would say there will be joy in heaven over one sinner who is obliterated before God. It's easy today for us as church people to get the idea that we're a little bit better to look down on some people. There are some churches that would look down on certain people if they come in to their congregation. But just imagine these people that Jesus was hanging around with, these people that he had received, that he had seen get saved. You think they knew how to act like the Pharisees? You think they knew how to act like the religious crowd? I tell you today, we're going to have sinners come in. If you see sinners come in and get saved, they're not going to always act right. They're not going to always talk right. They might lose their temper. They might not always dress right. It's going to take a little bit of time for the Holy Ghost working in them to see them change, to see them grow to the place that some Christian should have grown to if they've been saved for 30 or 40 years. It's going to take some time. So we've got to learn to be patient. And I told my church that I want to see our church grow, not by taking members from another church, but by seeing souls come in and get saved. And if we see that happen, then we're going to end up in, by some people's standards, we're going to end up having a, some misfits and some outcasts. But you know what? Jesus, he receiveth sinners. If they, if we have misfits and outcasts, label me with the misfits. Label me with the outcasts. Don't label me with somebody that thinks they have it all together. Even as a pastor, I'm going to fall short. I'm, I'm only human. I have my good days and my bad days. I try to do the best I can for the glory of God. I hope as a Christian, you try to do the best you can for the glory of God, but let's not forget where we come from. Let's not forget where where we are. We're sinners that have been saved by grace. It's not our righteousness, but it is His righteousness. Thank God. And these Pharisees, they had not seen what the law should reveal to them. They had not seen their unworthiness. But let us, let us as a church, let us remember who we are. Label me with the misfits. Label me with the outcasts. Label me with the Christians that have received Christ and are trying to do the best they can. I don't ever want to look down on somebody for making a mistake. And now I don't want you to think that I'm giving somebody an excuse i don't want you to think i'm giving somebody a christian excuse to have a bad temper to say things they shouldn't if you know you've got a struggle if you know you've got a problem with something then you need to work on it but what i am doing today is i'm encouraging you the christians hopefully that are listening today i'm encouraging you to love to love others to love those sinners that would come in when D.L. Moody was directing his famous Sunday school in Chicago. The story goes that one boy walked several miles to attend. When asked why he didn't go to a closer Sunday school, he replied, because they love a feller over there. What would it be if that's said about our churches? What would it be if that's said about our Christians? They love a fella over there. Despite their imperfections, despite their failures they're coming up short 
They love a fella over there. I want to be known as a church. I want to be known as a pastor. I want to be known as a Christian that loves a fella over there at Riverside Baptist Church. I hope it wherever you go this morning, I hope at your church, you're known as a church, you're known as a people that love a fella over there. See, the Pharisees, they we see the sheep that stayed, the 90 and 9 that the shepherd left, the Pharisees, they would think that they are the sheep that stayed, but Matthew 21, 31, Jesus told them the publicans and harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. And John 10, 16, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be of one fold and of one shepherd. The Pharisees thought he was talking to them as the sheep that stayed, but I want you to know he wasn't just he wasn't talking to them. I believe he was mentioning he was referring to all the ones that had accepted him before he came, the ones in the Old Testament that had looked forward, had trusted Christ. They hadn't trusted the Ten Commandments as their way of salvation, but they had trusted the coming Redeemer, the sheep that stayed, but the one that strayed. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray, have turned everyone his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. If you've ever been around sheep, you find out pretty quick they're not very smart. They find a little hole, they find a way to get out, and they leave and remember that God created all mankind, but he lost mankind whenever Adam sinned. But I'm glad that Christ came and he come to seat and to save that which is lost. I remember the day that he come after me, the sweet Holy Ghost dealt with my heart and revealed to me that I was lost, showed me that I needed a redeemer. And by that, by accepting that, I was saved. Christ, just as that shepherd carried that sheep back into the fold, Christ carried my sins, he carried my iniquities up on the cross and he died and he paid the price that I could not pay. I want to see the next off the persistence of the Spirit. Remember the lady that lit the lamp, she lost that coin. She lost that coin, so she lit the lamp and she swept the floor looking for it. The persistence of the Holy Spirit to first Part the shepherd represents our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but the next part, the coin, the lost coin represents the work of the Holy Spirit. What she do first? She lit a lamp. Psalm one nineteen one oh five. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hebrews four twelve said the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. God has given us His Word, and His Word has power. His Word will save. It's not by what I can say. There's a lot of people would tell a good story, but that's not what leads people to Him. It's His Word. We need to stick to His Word. We need preachers that stand on His Word. They don't just come up and tell a bunch of stories. They don't just come up and try to put on a production we need preachers today. We need men of God that stand and preach the pure, unaltered Word of God to the best of their ability. They'll stick to it. The Holy Ghost power will be on them as they preach. We need to light the lamps in our churches. We need the light of the Word of God, but we also need the swept floor. 
see that in that dusty floor, the first thing, if you've lost something, if you've ever searched for something, first thing you do, you're going to light a lamp. The next thing you're going to do, you're going to get out and you're going to sweep. You're going to start looking everywhere. She swept that dusty floor. We need to sweep our lives and we need to look for sin. We need to look for the things that would hinder the Holy Ghost from doing His work, from doing what He would do. Proverbs eleven thirty says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. We need to make sure we're not just sweeping stuff under the rug, but we need to make sure we're cleaning. We need to make sure we're searching our hearts. We need to make sure that we are praying in spirit and in truth as we ask God to send revival, as we ask God to save sinners, to send conviction to our churches. The next thing we look at is the penitent sinner. And we're going to look at that more next week lord willing as we get into the prodigal son but today i want you to see the call and verse number six and when he cometh home he calleth together his friends and neighbors saying to them rejoice with me for i have found my sheep which is lost the shepherd he put out a call the lady put out a call in verse number nine and when she hath found it she calleth her friends and her neighbors together saying rejoice with me for i have found the peace which i had lost what was that call the call was to come and worship with god as we meet together today as a body of believers we're all meeting together as people that have accepted christ that were once lost but are now found and i believe we're called to come together we're called to worship we're called to magnify the lord jesus christ the call and the joy verse number seven I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Verse number 10. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. There should be a joy whenever somebody comes to the Lord, when somebody receives Christ as their Savior. Notice it says there is joy in the presence of the angels. It doesn't say the angels rejoice, but I believe that joy is one and only God. I believe that is God rejoicing, rejoicing over one sinner that repenteth. And if God rejoices because a sinners come to him, shouldn't we do the same? Because that which is lost is found, one sheep, one coin. But I ask you this morning, what value has one soul? Pray this message has been a blessing. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to have you join us at Riverside Baptist Church. God bless.